All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the Crash Culture Podcast show. Uh, Back on the topic of these Crips or the Crips Holding Company versus Black Sam, Nipsey's older brother. Um, My thoughts on it are it's a little bit uh, uh, sensitive. It's a little bit of a sensitive issue because once you affiliate yourself with a gang a lot of it is blood in and blood out you know a lot of them you going either you going out in death you feel me or you're not going out at all so and everybody knows the gang life that's a part of the gang life they know what they signed up for it's like the military you know once you sign up for the military you go to iraq you get your head blown off you can't be upset your family can't be upset because that was the decision that you made to go into there in the first place and i'm pretty sure nipsey knew full well what he was getting himself into he said it multiple times you know um but at the same time he was a man of integrity and character so i'm pretty sure these young gentlemen or these these uh assortment of men that are trying to lay claim over a slogan and a catchphrase that he thought of and they knew he thought of and was his individually and he made a whole company behind it is wrong. Ain't no two ways about it. Um, they know it's wrong, but uh, everybody wants a piece of the pie at the end of the day. You feel me? And when they seen, when they really seen the greatness of that man, they wanted to get a piece of the pie. Really, at the end of the day, the only people that's really entitled to this man's financial, let's say, cushioning that he left for them is his family, is his relatives. And the man who started it all with him is really his brother. So if anybody is to benefit from Nipsey's legacy, it should be first his children and his spouse. Lauren London, he left behind and then his brothers and his mothers and his family and his father and his family. You know, it. This is not one of those things. This is not one of those times in their life where you're supposed to be trying to cause them more hell. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to be if you're a crip, you feel me? And you really support it cuz like that. Then you go up to his family, say whatever you need. We here for you. You ain't got to worry about nothing. You ain't got to worry about nobody coming at you crazy, talking to you, nothing like that. You know, really, be honest with you, I'm disturbed that some white girl in uh, Bubba Fuck Nowhere goes and spray paints all over his portrait or his mural and ain't nobody doing nothing about that. But now you're trying to do some shicey shit and trying to come after the man's legacy and really, really trying to trademark his slogan, that's what his family eat off of. That was thought of in his mind. And he he specifically said multiple on multiple occasions, you know, if he ever put Crip on anything, he got to pay all of these people. You know, he I, I, I recall back a while ago, I think it was Puma tried to put Rolling 60 on some shoes or another uh, company tried to put his gang on some shoes or something like that or Crips on some shoes. And he told him, take that off. We're not doing that because you would have to pay all those people. You know, here's a man who thought of things from the ground up, from the mud. 
you know, and you coming at that, that's wrong. But like I say, it's the streets. I don't really have high expectations for them to do something positive, like just let his family benefit from his legacy. That's something positive instead of saying, because people could say one thing and do another. Like they could say that they're going to do all these charitable things and whatnot and this, that, and the third, but they can also do another thing. And you know, that tell me right there that fuckery was on their mind because they filed for the trademark 12 days before his brother, Black Sam. Black Sam was probably still grieving. He's not even thinking about business. He's not even thinking about profiting and benefiting and securing all of the legal stuff down because Black Sam is a solid dude and he's very sharp. And I'm pretty sure if Nipsey was around, he he wouldn't be worried about that because Nipsey know he would be able to do that, you know? But, um, you know, they, they just struck while the iron was kind of hot, you know? And um, I just pray that they just let it go and just let his brother and his family benefit from that. And just carry on with their life. But um, God bless the dead, man. Long live neighborhood nip. Uh, yeah. Coming up on our next segment, we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors versus the Raptors. And whether Kevin Durant is coming back or not. Um, it's really not looking like it. I thought when he injured the calf... It was an Achilles because he moved. It, uh, he did move a little bit like Kobe, and he did reach past his calf, and it looked like he was reaching toward the heel of his shoe. And then uh, he 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 thought about it in the back as my old camera's watching, and he pulled his hand back up, you know, because he had a real bad uh, season-ending injury there before. But uh, that's coming up on the next segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Now to the subject of the Netflix original drama, When They See Us. Now, this movie is supposed to be about the Central Park Five. Uh, I'll give you some background on it. In 1989, a prosecutor out of New York named Linda Ferenstein prosecuted five innocent young black men on the pretext of they raped some woman running in the park. I don't know. I haven't watched the movie, but I have heard about the Central Park Five before. And, you know, my first initial thoughts is why, why so long before y'all talk about this or before you do anything about this now? But I guess in their case, better late than never. Um, yeah. Real bitch move, Linda. Real bitch move. You know? It just shows you that the justice system is not always about justice and fairness and doing things by the letter of the law. Because, you know, it's supposed to be innocent till proven guilty. You know, I'm pretty sure in that 1989 they had technology you know like forensics forensics was not that far back away you know what i'm saying forensics wasn't created in in 2001 or some shit like that where they couldn't 
figure out exactly who raped the woman. You know, it was just, you know, people had these already images in their mind of black people to begin with. You know, they already seen us as these negative stereotypes, as these murderers, these killers, these, uh, these wicked individuals, you know, for whatever reason, may that be through hip hop, may that be through, uh, uh, you know, racial tensions, you know, to me, America's always been racist. So, you know, even as a child, I was born in 1989. And still to this day, America still shows in a bunch of different ways how it's still racist, whether that be through police brutality, whether that be through uh, uh, these employers not wanting to hire a person due to dreadlocks or the color of their skin. But they say that they're an equal opportunity employer. Um, it's a it's a multitude of things that makes me not surprised with even if something like with what this what happened to the central park five if it were to happen today i still wouldn't be surprised you know and we have the technology you know what i'm saying yeah you mean to tell me let me get this straight we now have computers in our pockets but we still have untrained police officers or not properly, not untrained, not properly trained police officers that can't differentiate a toy gun from a real gun when it comes to a little child. Wait, 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 wait. We have whole police departments with whole forensic science divisions and teams that are paid to research things down to the minute of details and figure out exactly if this person committed this crime just by finding their fingerprint, you know, their saliva, a piece of their hair, you know, uh, 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 you know, they can see the fecal matter underneath your fingernails, goddammit, with a, with a microscope, you know. My question is, how does shit like this happen, you know? How did it ever happen? You know? When we are the most developed nation or one of the most developed nations on the face of the earth. I'll tell you how it happens. Corruption, bigotry, racism, and hate. All of these, what are we going to call them? Negative human characteristics is what calls America not to be great. You know, not to even speak on or not to even outdo Trump because he was one of the main supporters of these young men getting locked up back in 1989, taking out full newspaper ads and, and, and trying to defecate their character you feel me but we all knew trump was an asshole i knew trump was an asshole from growing up from a young uh, a young boy you know there's nothing that we could we could have done about it then 
but to see him in the White House now is kind of like, uh, it's like after Barack Obama, you know, we thought things was coming up. It was all this yes we can with him and this, that, and the third. And he really didn't do too much for the black community. But at least he held himself with a high a high level of integrity. You know what I'm saying? And you can respect a man like that. You know, he wasn't getting in front of the camera saying wild, you know, deranged shit. You know, like, I don't know how to, I don't, it's kind of like we're in a twilight zone with Trump right now. And uh, I, that's another topic for another day. But this Central Park 5 shit is, my question is, why did it take so long? But whatever, you know, God bless those men. I pray they get justice. I pray they get compensated, really, to be honest with you. I pray they get compensated handsomely if they haven't already got compensated handsomely for all of their pain and suffering. Um, coming up on the final segment of Crash Culture, we're going to talk about this pride versus straight parade. You know, um, yeah, I know a lot of people going to be upset with me on this one. But I got to tell it like it is. Coming up next on the Crash Culture Podcast Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with the final segment of this inaugural episode of Crash Culture. The Crash Culture Podcast Show. Uh, I know what I'm going to say is probably going to piss a few people off, but that's okay. We all don't have to agree with each other, but we should be able to civilly sit down, talk about and settle our differences, you know? That's a part of being a human being. I have a lot of opinions and thoughts and ideas, and so do you all, that just never going to line up. And when it comes to this gay versus straight or pride parade, the correct term would they use pride parade versus this straight parade? Um my thoughts on it is this is me being honest why in the hell don't we have a black pride parade you know what I'm saying we should be doing a million man march uh, uh, every single designated year you know what I'm saying African Americans in general should be doing this every single year you know what I'm saying the, the, the different black leaders that we have in our communities, you know, the athletes, the entertainers, the uh, the all of these people that speak out against all of these social justices. How powerful would that be if they organized a, a African-American or just the black people in general, a march for us in celebration of something like Juneteenth. You know what I'm saying? We have a designated day where, you know, that's the day that we got freedom 
from slavery. Like, why don't we march on that day? You know, like, why is this something that, you know, the LBGTQ community can fight for? And, um, you know, insecure men can fight for and uh, and and a whole plethora of the other people fight for different parades that they have. Yeah, hell, they even having a Macy's Day parade on Thanksgiving. I still don't know what the hell that's all about. But hey, everybody got a parade but black people at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And my thoughts on the 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 pride community and whatnot. I just I as long as you, you you everybody's entitled to love who they love. You know what I'm saying? It's just long as you don't try to, you know, push that you know agenda, you feel me, to little kids who really are trying to figure out who they are. You know what I'm saying? Like five year olds, eight year olds, you know, kids in middle school that haven't even touched high school yet, you know, like I, it's a little bit of an issue when you try and do that type of stuff, you know, you know who you are. And it took you a while to figure out that because a lot of that was you, you seen growing up more than likely images and you felt different ways that made you chose that path. You feel me now? Children, they say, they only know what we teach them. A lot of people try to make the argument that they were born this way. You know, nobody is born anyway. You don't have any understanding of the world around you until somebody, namely your parents or whoever's your caregiver, teaches you this. You know, so all of this rights for all of these different communities Okay, that's cool. But at the same time, I feel like black people in general have went through so much in America, not not even in America, in the world in general, you know, but especially in America, because this is the, the land of the free, the home of the brave, supposedly, you know, we went through so much and we still go through so much today. And we are still underrepresented. We're still underappreciated from the black women, the beautiful black women, down to the brothers who are actually doing positive things in their community and, st and are trying to take care of their families. You know, that goes underappreciated. I see, you know, that those images and those topics aren't talked about enough. To be real with you, we're supposed to be marching for reparations. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody got a little piece of the pie. Native American, you know, they got a piece of the pie. You know, the, the Jewish community got a piece of the pie. You know, I've done my research. I know America played reparations to the Jewish community as well as the Native American community. But black people, whenever we talk about this subject of us receiving this, you know, Every it falls on deaf ears because nobody wants to acknowledge it because they know the truth. You got to pay a whole lot of people, you know. And they already still don't don't really accept black people. They accept their our culture. They love black culture. They love our music. You know, the world I'm talking about 
in general loves our music love the way we do things love the way we talk we walk we dance you know we we have so much rhythm and soul in us everybody loves us but at the same time well not everybody loves us they love things about us but they don't love us in general you know because it's almost like black people are alien to the world you know Maybe it's most of us having this, what seems to be otherworldly inner strength. You know, maybe it's all of our genes that we're good at sports and we're, we're very athletic uh, or maybe it's, you know, other reasons, you know, that we, we're still smart and we can still figure out things and we can still innovate and we still make way, even though, they put us, try to put us in a box and try to keep us from these things. You know, you know, maybe it's all of those things and maybe it's none of them. I don't know all of that, but I know at the end of the day, the black community should be the ones over here parading and fighting for a parade more so than any other community, you know, and that's my only gripe with that, you know. I don't mind everybody else want to have their parade. I don't care if, if the KKK want to march again. As long as black people out there marching too. As I, I hope we out there marching too. To let them know that it ain't going to go the way it used to go. You know. We got to constantly show up. You feel me? Because when people feel like there's no resistance, they feel like they can walk straight over you. They feel like you're going to sit up there and, and be quiet in that corner. Like we told you, that's a good boy, you know, or that's a good girl, you know, like, but when you show them that you have heart, they can't do nothing with it. When you show that you're willing to die for what you believe, they can't do nothing with it. Nobody can because not everybody's going to go to that level, you know? And I feel like that's pretty much probably why a lot of these communities like the LBGTQ made way. That and money, of course. Money is the way the world works. It's what makes the world go round. I'm pretty sure some politicians got some money in their pocket because they talk about that. Talk about that community a lot. They do a lot for that community, you know, and uh, black people haven't figured out how to pool our money together and figure out ways to get people that represent us in power and that are going to do stuff for us. Because at the end of the day, if you're getting paid to do what's right, it's a win win. You know, a lot of guys out here in politics and in the world in general get paid to do what's wrong and they're losing their soul at the end of the day but what do they care for as long as they're able to drive that new bugatti off the lot you know and crashing in 15 minutes like uh your boy tracy morgan <laughs> but uh yeah man i just feel like Gay parade, straight parade, it don't matter until it's a black parade out there and we walk in the streets and we recreate and change and we, we represent ourselves in the proper way, you know?
And I'm talking about constantly, you know, and we opening doors for each other, you know. I'm Space Coast Joe. This has been the Crash Culture Podcast Show. That's my final thoughts. You let me know what you think. Um, you can hit me up on my blog at uh, joeknows.video.blog or my Instagram, Space Coast Joe, as well as my Twitter. Yeah. Give me a shout. Pretty soon we're going to be taping these shows. I'm going to have guests coming on. And uh, I'm going to have them up on the YouTube channel. I will let you guys know when these episodes will be airing. And when they're going live on YouTube as well. Thank you for your time. You guys have a blessed night.